Welcome to Drunk on Comics, episode 256. We're all back and having a blast and saw an amazing movie this past week. Yes, we got down and dirty and very much full of spoilers with Guardians of the Galaxy. So listen to that portion at your own We also kind of didn't speak a lot about the plot, but a lot of different plot points that this movie had a ton of. Yes. Mm -hmm. We also talked about the Inhumans uh, picture that just got released and gave our thoughts on that. Some very honest thoughts on that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Do-do-do-do. And we got deep into Free Comic Book Day and some of our favorites. Yeah, there are some good books that came out and some of them that, wow. Yeah, great, great week. So everyone, sit back, grab your free comics, go steal a free beer, and enjoy Drunk on Comics. Episode 256, A Fresh of Breath Air. I survived, thank you very much. He's almost getting a car crash again? No, he's sitting at the kitchen table this morning, and all of a sudden he just goes... (laughs) 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 Comes out of his mouth. I took a big gulp of coffee, and some of it went down the wrong tube. So it all came... So just bounced. Hot coffee, too? It was pretty hot, yeah. But it wasn't too bad. It was just like... It just... I could not stop coughing. <laughs> and it's all over my kids. It's kind of yeah. gross. <laughs> Think about it. It literally was Did in my mouth for like half a second. Oh, yeah. Of course he cleaned it up. Yeah. I was like, I had to stand there for a minute because I was like, did you just throw up? Yeah. <laughs> he was like. <laughs> Catching the coffee in his hand. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Like, right in the middle of a sentence, too. Yes. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been weird, awkward, like... Yeah, I think that... Having, <laughs> having a stroke. It was super weird, but funny, but weird. But yeah, so now my keyboard's all sticky. Well, well, more importantly, <laughs> Josh, I'm glad you're alive. <laughs> Thank like, you. Screw <laughs> the keyboard, like, yeah. you're, you're breathing now. Yeah. <laughs> it's liquid. <laughs> See where Lindsay's heart's at. Yes, yes. Whatever. I know you can get it for Christmas. A keyboard cover. Right. Just give me a new keyboard. It it detaches. Right. We'll just uh yeah, I'll I'll just keep getting you that and keep spitting on it. Spitting on it. That's weird. Until the one day when he doesn't you'll be like, Yes, you didn't spit on me. That's yeah. your fall over in the kitchen. Joking. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I'll just let the liquid stay in my lungs. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know you just, not knowing how to swallow. I'll just drown. I'll me. just drown on a mouthful of coffee. That sounds like Darwinism. That's yeah, true. That's fair. <laughs> well, <laughs> glad to be back with you guys. Yes, and done I- being. Being a pile of dildos? No, I am not. <laughs> like, as I told you last week, the pollen was fucking my nose, and mm-hmm. it still is. I, 
ugh, I even bought one of those neti pot things mm-hmm. oh. to clear out my nose. Ugh, that's a terrifying thought. It, well, actually, it's like, kind of soothing and good. Oh, and no, it lasts it's great. For about I just a... pictured you using a neti oh. pot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. And you can u- still use it for tea after you're done. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that cleared out my nose, and then an hour later, it's, like, back to, like, it, it just, I, I hate this season now. Yeah. It's never been this bad. No, it's because you're getting old. Yeah, that's probably too, but I think I'm going to hire someone to start mowing my grass now. And Oh, yeah, so you don't have to do it? Yeah. I mean, it's not just for the lazy part not having to do it. It's just, like, I physically, I mean, it, it seriously put me out last week to record, and I was kind of sad, and... Listening to you guys was like, it's like kind of like a, well, fresh breath air for an extra hour of stuff that I don't like listen to at work now. And I'm fresh like, of breath air. Yeah, I really you heard that, that too. Breath, oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Same old me, different time, different place. Mm, that fresh of yeah. breath air. <laughs> so I just, I just like the idea that Tony's going to get some little kid that is allergic, <laughs> has allergies to do his lawn for him. <laughs> He's got to wait for the nephew to get old enough. Yeah. I was going to pay him in Skittles and gum. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's true. You probably could. you have. (laughs) But let's get to the good stuff. And the good stuff is comic books. Free comic books, even. I know. There's so many books to pick up, so many books to read. Yes. Um, And we have a plethora for them. So we're going to kind of not be able to do full reviews, but... I mean, I want to get into, let's talk about the books first, and then let's kind of talk about some of the other ones maybe we didn't get to pick up or read, but we heard about. Sure. So why don't you start off with uh, with one that you want to... Well, the one I was looking forward to the most was 2000 AD, <clears throat> because it had a new Judge Dredd story in it. And, and that was 17 years ago. Yeah. So... <laughs> 2000 AD. I see what you did there. <laughs> um... Now you threw me off. Oh, I was sorry. like, in my head, I was like, wait a minute, that was 17 years ago, but that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. <laughs> All you said was 2000 AD, so if I somehow distracted you from that. It doesn't take much. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, so this has a new Judge Dredd story in it, but it also has a, a Black Blood story, Hope, Judge Anderson, and Dreams of Dead World. So it's got all those different stories that used to pop up in the 2080 issues, which they put this out because they're going to start publishing this again. Okay. It's going to be an ongoing series. And if reader or readers, listeners, listeners and readers, listeners of our podcast, readers Who of comic read? books, yeah, <laughs> don't know what 2080 is. It's kind of like one of those, it used to be a zine that comic books or which is short for magazine. <laughs> but there's a difference, because zines are usually, like, indie, self-published yes. things. Um, but anyway, they used to, like, Tank Girl came out of a zine, Judge Dredd came out of 2080 back in the day. So they're kind of just like the the punk form of comic books Yes. back in the day. So <clears throat> this was, it was really good. I loved all the stories in it. The Judge Dredd one was very good, and it, it they, they were all... Sometimes when these free comic book day comics, there's, like, different types. You know, you get the drawing you into the next series comics. You get the, well, this is just the rundown of our publishing house comic. And then you get the just the shorts. Mm-hmm. And this was just a bunch of shorts. They don't reference bef- anything before. They don't reference anything 
after. It's just you start and you finish, which is kind of nice to have because some of the books that I read, you know, I don't know what happened before, and now there's months before anything else comes out from it, so who knows if I'll re even remember to pick it up. So I really liked... I really liked this one. The Judge Dredd story was definitely my favorite one in it, although um, I also like the Judge Anderson one, but it takes place in the same universe as Judge Dredd. She's one of the the judges that's like the side yeah, so core. Like yeah, so that one was an interesting one too, but it was just nice having the five different stories that didn't connect and they were just their own little story and the artwork was artwork was different in every single one and mm -hmm. it spoke to who the writers were and who the artists were and it was just a nice little rundown of what's going to be coming out of this book in the future. So that was my favorite one that I picked up. My favorite one that I picked, actually I have two. Actually I, I, I will say this one was my favorite because of how self-contained yes. that it was. The other one I'm going to talk about was just as great because of what it had in it, one specific image, but I Hate Image <laughs> by Scotty Young. This, it's it's from um, Scotty Young's I Hate Fairyland. And we got Gert going through the many different, let's say Image was a self-contained world that have everyone in the same place. Right. It doesn't. All those books have are, you know, self-contained. But let's say that they're all in the same world, and she's kind of going through, and they're all drawn in the Scotty Young cartoony way, which was also kind of a treat to see some of these characters yes. not drawn in the same vein that they have been for all their comic book life. Right. So, and when the first, at first I was like, okay, I didn't quite understand the first, and then I was like, oh wait, let's bitch planet. And you start realizing when you pick this up, I hate image is actually going to be following her through, like I just said, the image world. Right. And with the second page being Saga, like or third page and Lion Cat. That just had me pulled in. Yeah. You then when you're reading the um, the narrator here about it, and certain narrating pa panels go to what's going to actually happen, like um, her little what's the bug's name? Oh, uh, I can't remember what his name is. The little fly that follows her yeah. around everywhere. But uh, he goes, you know, fam fam famous last words before some cliche horror trope shows up and eats your face off, and then it goes. No one usually makes it past the outskirts because of the zombies that will most likely eat your face off. Like, <laughs> those sort of small little things. Obviously, then she runs into The Walking Dead yes. and, and Rick. And, like, there were so many just... Each panel... I liked how The Walking Dead was black and white, except for her. And, yeah. And stuff and that she stuff. killed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually something I wasn't even paying attention to until you just yeah. said that. Me looking at it again. The best I think out of this and that's entire how we book. We found out Tony was colorblind. Was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, was it uh, when Rick first sees her? He's like, "Who the fuck are you, Carl? If she moves, Carl, shoot her in her brain, Carl." He likes saying my name. Like <laughs> Carl, he likes saying my name. They really poked fun at themselves throughout this entire thing. With a scene with Spawn that was also amazing. The um, Paper Girls. Yes. <laughs> when they're they talking keep normal, in the eighties. Like, I love Goonies. Ties, Jimmy Herman. Pepper Shell Kids. Dang. Like, <laughs> is that a sentence? Like, <laughs> it's like to remind you, they're in the eighties. Like they go through so many. The giant splash page of just kill everyone. Yeah. Of these people die. Yep. I mean, they're all 
getting killed. Even when there was a scene where it, it explained, like, we could have told you how she got here, but we went, we needed to throw in some more cameos, so it's just her just walking down a street yep. with people everywhere. There were so many references to past, uh, you know, image books mm-hmm. that were huge that kind of aren't being published now. It was an incredible read, and I was surprised for usually, well, we'll talk about more about Free Comic Book Day after we get done with these reviews, but when they used to be just small, now they're actually going right. hardcore, giving you something that is worth... Substantial. To, yeah. Yeah. And this one was... It was great. I would read more of those, for sure. Like, yeah. I kind of was like, oh, there's never going to be another one of these, because it was that great. Yeah. And I would love to see them... Like, they can just... They don't need to even have it in... Because, um, obviously, none of these are kind of in canon. Some actually are. But some are. They could do this over again. Do different panels, different. It could be the mm-hmm. same story. Just seeing her kill other image characters and how they, you know, relate to that would be hilarious. I, <laughs> I did. Besides the Walking Dead scene where everything's in black and white, you have Southern Bastards where everything's that orangey color that that mm-hmm. book always is, which I also thought was really great. Um, there's at <laughs> some point. She walks into a forest, and there's trees with all these weird symbols on them, and they're called Ellis trees, named after Warren Ellis. Yeah. Because, you know, Warren Ellis. Well, I also liked right before that when (laughs) they were talking, she just needs to take the piece of the pillar, any pillar from Black Science. Yeah. Uh, There's no reason. It's just they'll piss off the space-time travel guy. (laughs) Because in that book, there's always a piece that's fucking missing from this thing (laughs) to get it to work. I did not get this reference down here. The the one where they're talking about the guy that they need she needs to bring a treat to. That's true. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of them I didn't I didn't get everything, but it wasn't like. Well, that's it. Yeah, there's a few that like even their books that I haven't read mm-hmm. or read in a while that I still kind of like got a glimpse. Like first the pouches, or you can tell that that one of those is um, gonna be <laughs> there's like there's a pouch right on his codpiece. Young I just yeah. that. <laughs> young blood, and the other one is. Uh, um, which which blade? <laughs> yes, yeah. And Spawn one, the Spawn one was like just seeing Spawn drawn in in that Scotty Young style was, was adorable. <laughs> it's not really a term I'd ever use for Spawn, but he, they do a little superhero pose mm-hmm. yeah. after she meets him, which I thought was also very unspawn like. But this was really great. Yeah, it, hands down, I think one of the the top ones that I picked up. Do you have anything? Uh, yeah, my favorite and only was uh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the I, I dug it. This one was actually canon. At least it reads like it's canon. So, for so the, that's the thing, too. As yeah. I've said, some actually fit into the story. Right. Yeah. Some that they're just making fun of yeah. and stuff. Like, I know the I didn't pick up the Guardians of the Galaxy, not to cut you off, but yeah. that one... Whatever happens in it, sure, they may reference later, but half the time it's just the lone side adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles, though, has done some putting in some, like, not even Easter eggs, just, like, real something might happen in there that follows over, and if you missed yeah. it, you missed it. Yeah, the uh, I would definitely say this is one, if you if you follow the storyline, you would probably want to pick this up. Yeah. Love Turtles. Um, the, I, I never and, and did, I'm, but this was free, so I read it. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point of free comics. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it does a really good job. Um, so it starts off with them like going going down this uh, tunnel, testing out this security system that Donatello has set up. Um, but they end up... Uh, it looks like Professor Honeycutt. 
Yes. Um, is working with Donatello to set up the security system. And they just go through, like, everything with all of their villains where they're at. Yeah. Like, what the current status is for everything. And they do that for a couple pages. And then there's uh, this guy that breaks in, this thing that breaks into the system and steals some information about where these witnesses um, are being held that are going to testify against Krang, General Krang. Mm -hmm. um, and the guy steals those secrets. And so that's that's the story of it, basically. Mm -hmm. So it sets up this next story arc that they're about to be telling. Like, it even says to be continued in... August. Yeah. So, so. it definitely is like a... Um, if you hadn't read anything before this, you may be kind of lost, but it yeah. did an okay job with, like... Well, that's the thing with that series. Um, There's so much. <laughs> and the artwork is really cool, I gotta say, yeah. too. I well, definitely dug the I mean, that's where I'd say, unlike Marvel or DC free comic book day books. A lot of these other ones really are like they their canon is there. They mm -hmm. don't renumber, they don't rebrand. They have the story and it's been going on unless they do a mm -hmm. whole another series which they may do like a a book one to say catch you up on what has happened now. They really don't do a lot of that and I love that. That's mm -hmm. why I feel like I've gone farther away from the big two. Ninja Turtles, you really do need to pick up, I think, 68 now. I forget which issue that they're on because um, I have a bunch that I still need to read. It's so damn good. Like, yeah. one of my favorite books, along with Transformers, which is weird because they're, you know, 80s properties. But yeah, what they've done with the story has just been amazing. And they have a good rogues gallery for Turtles. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And they went through that in here, the, their rogues gallery. They kind of gave the reader like a little snapshot of, here are the people that they faced in the past, and here's who they might be facing in the future. Mm -hmm. So Apparently, um, Splinter is the, is the leader of the yeah, foot he, now. Because he... I was not defeated, aware that that had happened. Defeated Shredder. Mm -hmm. Good for Splinter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Rat. <laughs> well done, Rat. <laughs> But that's, I mean, I, the only other one I picked up, and I believe you picked up it as well, but you haven't read yet, was the Bongo free-for-all, which is Simpsons mm -hmm. entirely. It did have a great... Well, they still have... Bongo still has In Hell and yeah, yeah. Futurama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It had a great Futurama, like, page on the back, back cover, but there was it was all Simpsons on the inside. Okay. There was nothing else. And it was, it was like any Simpsons comic you would pick up, where it's got, like, four or five stories in it that are entirely something you could see happen in the show. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the Simpsons comics and the Simpsons television show are always just neck and neck with each other. Yeah. It's not like one, it takes itself more seriously than the other. <laughs> it's like a really dark it, version of the like Simpsons. It's like a storyboard for an episode, yeah. essentially. So that, I thought that I hadn't read any Simpsons comics in a while, so it was just a nice little fun thing to pick up. Uh, th that was one of them I picked up to... Primarily because I haven't really ever read. I've picked up one or two issues yeah. randomly. Usually the Treehouse of Horrors because those ones really when the writers can kind of do anything because really they're self-contained and mm -hmm. every Simpson episode is self-contained but kind of has some ongoing, you know, Maud being dead and, and everything. Right. Yeah, there's right. a little bit of continuity. Yeah, but not much. I yeah. Mean, 
fuck, their whole town switches places depending on the plot of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're right between uh, an ocean and a desert. <laughs> <laughs> with a mountain range yes, and a mountain canyon. Range. <laughs> <laughs> but, <clears throat> what else did you grab, sir? Well, did you have any other books that you wanted to quick review? Or you kind of... That was it. That was okay. all I really... I mean, Josh reviewed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was the other one I picked up. So, um, Connor, who's not here today, I know you probably couldn't Kinda tell. Connor. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he would be making the same amount of noise right now. Um, he picked up the Tick and Rick and Morty. Um, I feel like borrowing the Tick from him. Well, oh, God. I feel like as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, I haven't read it yet, but I'm definitely going to have to snag it from him once he's done with it. And I hope that it... I hope that it... I kind of hope that it's like the new tick, so it'll give us just a little taste, taste of what the new show us, will be to get us through until August when the show comes back yeah. on or starts actually. Yeah. So, but that's that's all we grabbed. I so to be hundred percent honest, I was late to get into my comic book shop. I went in the evening, Priorities. knowing full well that there's probably going to be a lot of comic books that were gone. Yeah. Lo and behold, though that my shop had a ton of them but the selection was gone because some of the ones that only published a few um such as the tick right um and the turtles one wasn't there otherwise i definitely would have picked that up because there was a limit to four at my comic book shop and and so picking out which ones i wanted um was kind of hard it would have been easier seeing those ones Mm -hmm. but i picked up something different and i just kind of wanted to mention it because we talk about the same old comic books that we love, we read, and sometimes we don't pick up something that we've got to take a chance on. Sometimes we'll be like, oh, we heard this artist or writer, but take a chance on just the name. Judge the book by its cover, if you will. <laughs> and uh, for, for free comic book day, one of them, I kept going back and forth between Guardians of the Galaxy, or this one was the uh, World's Greatest uh, Cartoonist. That's a big book. That's part of the reason why this is like forty-eight pages. Wow. Yeah, is that an is fifty-two that on page? Yeah, also on newsprint. It's from uh, Fantagraphics. Aha, uh-huh. yeah, okay. And not many people read those type of gold and silver age kind of mm-hmm. comic book artists that are still kind of around, and they still have yeah this newsprint type. They try to get the feel of back in the day. Are they? Are they doing, like, is it actually older artists working on this, or is it people drawing in that style? Well, this is the style that this publisher has. So they're artists. These are artists that you've probably never heard of. Mm -hmm. Um, But 16 uh, authors and stuff created some short little, you know, pieces that they then had, you know, the people come out. So, like, they're a couple, just a couple page stories each. Each one differs, but you can tell... This isn't the DC style or the image style no. or right. or whatever. It is very much. Ah, it looks like an anthology type. Yeah, collection. and so I I thought I've only read half of the stories so far, um, because it is a little bit bigger of a book, but they've been kind of amazing and different. I totally um, want to snag that from you when you're done with yes. that. It looks good. I like Fan- Fantagraphics puts out all the Daniel Cowles Cowles stuff, yeah. and they're just they're just real good about being like. They don't just they take everybody. <laughs> I noticed one of these. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's they're kind of just they're like image yeah. with less restraints. I can't remember who does this. He did like that story of going back in time and killing Hitler and um, 
That could you be remember, a number of people. You remember, you know what I'm talking about? Like, there's a werewolf one that he did. That this guy he he's done he does really like dry humor. Okay, you don't. No, totally not remembering it. I, I have no idea. Not seeing it. Oh, Jason, that's what it was. That's yeah. just his name, Jason. Yeah, just Jason. one name, like yeah. Madonna. Yeah, I've read his books. They're really, they're really. It's weird. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah. It's. Huh. I didn't know. Uh, he worked with these guys. Yeah, right there. Top yeah. of the thing. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The book that I truly want to talk about, which I feel, though, is just as good as I Hate Image. And like I said, it's for, I'll get to the, the scene, the setting, if you will, is Secret Empire, Free Comic Book Day. And there was a, there's a Spider-Man comic in here, which was all right. I felt a little... Taken aback because when I found out who he was fighting, um, which was the um, what the fuck's his name? No, I'm forgetting. Uh, Vulture. Just oh, like in the movie, like in for, the movie for like the yeah tie into the movie. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you threw in this bad guy, so if someone picks up this book who doesn't know anything about Spider-Man, may you say, oh, that's the bad guy in the movie? I'm go. I felt it was a really cash grab, but then again. Having, it's not a cash grab because it's free. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> but that again, too, that was partly why I was like, the Guardians of the Galaxy book, I was like, oh, I pick it up, but then I'm like, I also figure all my friends probably pick that one yeah. up so I can steal it from your son. <laughs> Secret Empire, there was quite a few of these left when I went to my shop, but I'm like, all right, they definitely threw as much money as they could towards this big event. And after I reviewed the Zero issue that actually got me intrigued on this, figured how this would would tie in and as i've said before um actually i'll just kind of throw in it now back in the day free comic book day this is like the 16th year it's been in in production back in 2000 i believe 2001 was when the first free comic book day started all those were just reprints of number ones that happened in the last year so comic book publishers said hey yeah we can just reprint this send a couple copies and then more stores started being like here's some they didn't really advertise now many comic shops they have discounts for people mm-hmm. you know try to sign them up for membership so they'll give some perks here and there yep. ultimately it's a day that they i even say in the last five years i've seen more of a push social media i think the last five years when they really took to it and said we can really do something with these comic books and start creating our own comic book for that day Right. That cost. I mean, it costs some money because, as I hate Fairyland or Image, I would have paid three ninety nine yeah, for so that, <laughs> and they could have made a shit ton of money on that, mm-hmm. even with this one, with the Secret Empire. But that they've made the the conscious effort to be like, we're gonna give this for free, and hopefully they're gonna come and buy the series, which I truly am now. But how does this fit into the people that didn't get to pick it up for free comic book day? That's well, see, in issue number one, if they rehash some mm, of this right because they've done that when they the first big one was age of ultron tie-in um four years ago with uh um marvel this is one of the first times that they didn't do a um like i said a repeat of something that they did throughout the year and it was truly if you didn't pick it up you kind of did miss something not a whole lot but like a little different exposition or uh, a view of of the world so as I talked about uh, the other week of Secret Empire, the super-powered people are outside of Earth. 
with the shell, you know, there. But mm -hmm. we had Iron Man saying, anyone left, get to uh, DC. So you have some of the other Avengers. They're all going to the DC universe? Yes, they're okay. going to the DC. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck this shit. Things are going great over there. <laughs> so the few people that are left uh, in, you know, tow here is uh, both Spider-Men, um, Awesome Hulk, you know, you got uh, Captain, no, not Captain Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel, She-Thor, Hawkeye, Wanda, Vision, and those are kind of who, in the way the panels were laid out, it, again, it was a nine-panel page for for most of uh, the fight battles and everything, and then it gets a little bit larger because wow. of this image right here, and this is why I feel this book was so great, because... Lady Thor, after they're all kind of getting uh, incapacitated for however off-panel it shows, uh, Lady Thor got sent away, but Thor's hammer got dropped. And you see someone coming to grab the hammer, mm -hmm. and in the in, in this, you know, it's it's saying, you know, um, that Hydra, they were more, they were stronger, they were more powerful, um, and in that moment, they were worthy. And oh my this... god, it's Deadpool holding Molinier. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, been amazing. Plot twist. What? <laughs> no, but seeing Captain America again raise it above his head has huge implications. Well, yeah, because we were like, oh, he's evil. He's taking over the world, and now he's worthy enough to hold... Molnir? Yeah, so therefore... So the world should be taken over? Exactly. Or, or is he... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that That's the mystery that... Molnir is evil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it really was like not what I was expecting right. for a free comic book day book. Wow. Because yeah. that's a big reveal that I almost feel like they have to have that again in issue number one. Because if they don't, people are going to be like, Lost, like, how does he have the hammer? Where'd that come from? People are gonna be like, you should have picked it up for free comic book day. Mm -hmm. But people might have passed it over, thinking, oh, it's another one of Marvel's cash in for the yeah. for the the thing. But that, I don't know. I'm just so excited. That is interesting. That could go so many different ways. Exactly. And oh, and I think Marvel. maybe because in his heart he truly is still captain, and maybe he's a secret, secret double, double, double. Maybe agent. or maybe he. Everybody thinks he's doing terrible stuff, and it's actually good. Or maybe he believes that it's good, so that's why he's worthy. Maybe. Yeah. It's maybe. just... Uh, I mean, it's not the first time he's lifted the hammer, and... Right. But he could, whenever... He, he's always been the most worthy of any Wasn't human. Wasn't it him in the movie when yeah. they were trying to move Thor's hammer, and it budged a little bit yeah, and Thor got all worried. Well, I think even in the I think even in the movie he could have just lifted it but he didn't want to like bruise mm. his ego because <laughs> I want to see that happen within the movie context to just kind of prove how good of a person Steve Rogers really is. Like, yeah. I can't think of anyone that would ever be less good than him. Right. But then you have him being a Hydra person, right. and that has pissed off tons of people. Mm, uh -huh. So many so that this book is actually going for 7 bucks on eBay right now. Are you serious? You want to know why? Because there's a lot of people burning it. 
a lot of comic book fans have gone and got as many free issues, uh, every issues that they could, and are burning it. Don't burn bugs, people. Because he's <laughs> a Hydra agent. Now the irony of that is stunning. Yeah. Yes. Burning yeah. books. Yes. Because you don't like what's written in it. Because you have a problem with him becoming the higher. Even this kind of, the writers kind of saying, he's still good guy. Like just let it play out. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've been like. This is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in Captain America, in the history of Captain America, because I hate the goody two-shoes guy. Right. He always, he's way, he's more better than Superman even. Yeah. Like, I can't stand those type of characters because you know what they're always going to do. Right. This is giving me something to like, I don't know which way it's going to go. And then that just throws me even for more of a loop. Right. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of... What if this whole time Molinier was a Hydra agent? (laughs) (laughs) Well, even in it, with the beginning of this book, they were talking about, like, you know, uh, you know, that can't be true. We heard the rumors, and then when he finally shows up, like, you know, is it a scroll? Is it a LMD? Mm. You know, is it this, that? Which is kind of the ongoing, whenever someone turns bad, now they just... Assume it's one of those two things. Yeah. yeah. That has been the history. <laughs> so, there are people that, like, like I said, that were just complaining about, you know, that they... They started talking about, too, you do know that there is a Spider-Man, you know, comic in here, too. You don't need to burn the whole book, just half the book or something, but... <laughs> just rip the Spider-Man pages Or out. just, you know, get your panties out of a bunch and realize yeah. it's a fictional character. And burning books is not okay. No. <laughs> and there's, like, people, like, threatening no. Nick Spencer. Like, you know, I'm going to burn all the copies that I can and, and shove the ashes up Nick Spencer's uh, asshole. And I'm like... That's were... really hard to do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> trying to shove ashes up somebody's ass. Can they all can they all burn and can Nick Spencer choke on the smoke like Aww. like Nick Spencer, wow. we love you. Yeah, Joe. people are all these people are fucking assholes. Yeah. Like I believe Hydra's better than these guys. Like yeah. So I couldn't yeah. I couldn't believe the backlash to a free comic that actually was quite worthy of being yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know the people that are doing this too don't even bother to pay for the comics probably. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, these are all just like illegal downloaders. Yeah, free leechers and stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, or I they can... haven't read it at all. They've just read all this stuff online and they feel like they need to have yeah. some righteous outrage right. to, uh, to. You know fit what? In. I mean, I, I agree with other people's opinion, like, can have opinions. And I'll say this like, if there was, you know, an older, you know, 67 year old, like, you know, war vet that was like, I don't really like that they do, and I've been reading, you know, Captain America for years. I w- I'd like to kindly just say you've been reading them for years, so trust yeah. that yeah. something is going to happen. Yeah. Because it all gets retconned and, and turned into the same status quo anyways. Yeah. This isn't going to last. It's no. just a story arc. And I feel like th- that person probably wouldn't be burning the books. You know? oh, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that, that person would not be that well, asshole. Well, I'm like, yeah. let's remind... I'm just saying, though, they could have the opinion of being upset about it. Yes, and, absolutely. And they may yeah. truly be like, I still don't like it, and I'll be like, yeah. I respect your opinion, but... Yeah, that person isn't saying die, no. you know, yeah. to the writer. No. Right. And let's, let's, let's keep things in perspective here, folks. What is the next event that Marvel's doing? They're doing Generations and then Legacy? Yeah. Which is supposed to take things back to... Legacy. Yeah, they're going to reset everything. So, you know, calm down, people. This happens every couple of years. They change something significant. Everyone gets their panties way up their ass. Yeah. And then it works out fine. Yeah. (laughs) It's like we just need something to complain about. 
as fans, but, you know... Seems like there's bigger things in the world. There are. There are way <laughs> bigger things in the world. It's way easier to focus on yeah. Captain America being an Hydra agent, though, because, you know... Just stay calm. <laughs> Wonder Woman is coming out soon. You can complain <laughs> about that. <laughs> so, I like, I was... I I agree 100, 100% that only picking four books for Free Comic Book Day is needed for so many shops, because there are greedy bastards that would be like take all of them like I yeah. was a couple years ago like you yeah. know I wouldn't take all of them but the ones that I really wanted <laughs> like pushing three year olds down <laughs> <laughs> well even so that we went to a couple shops um, together and we recorded a day of it where because some of them had limits some of them were smaller comic book shops so they only get sent so many right. depending on their uh, issues that they sell but I had a stack of them and it was a great week of reading some mm-hmm. of these books that I got into so a little disappointed I, I missed some of them, but I'm happy for many others. Like when I was in my shop, there was a, a lady that was helping, you know, people like, oh, these are the free ones here and stuff. And then talking to a, a dad with, had like a couple little kids. Well, you know, you can get four each and, you know, four, six, you know, you guys could get 12 comic books amongst yourselves, you know, and then right. looking at the kid, what do you think of that? 12 free comic books. <laughs> Tony's saying, they're like, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, give me one of those children. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I need to go. Get I'll give you my five-year-old and two-year-old and not even one-year-old dollars nephew. for those children. <laughs> you know, if there's any leftovers, though, they're going to be available at the comic book store. You know, though, I did automatically think of you, and I was thinking, okay, you, Josh, and kind of. So you guys get twelve right there, but <laughs> yeah. you three. Josh didn't go. No, I he had missed free stuff comic book on. day. It's going to be the. The best reason why I need to have a kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, then please don't do that. <laughs> but good, good free comic book day all around. The shops were. I went to Comic Signal, one of our local comic book stores. Tony hit up Vault of Midnight. The hipster shop. <laughs> the, yeah. And they, both of them were very busy, so yeah. it was very nice to see, you know, people getting out. Vaults I heard had line, a line out the door and around the corner for oh, the I, longest time. Yeah, it was still busy, like I said, when I went in there in the evening. Yep. And they made it a whole event. They had artists there and booths and stuff set up. So it's just live streaming. Yeah, it's just a really cool thing to do, and it's great for fans who already love comic books. But it's also awesome to get kids in there and shove comics in their face and be like, "Read these forever." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Another one in the books. Yep. yep. But what else? Ah, Guardians. Let's move yes. on. <laughs> Let's move on to Guardians. What? You guys saw that yes. without me? Yes. <laughs> Let's move on to the movie that came out this week that we yes. all saw. Oh, no, wait. Yes. First, though, we're going to say heavy spoilers. Yes. Yes. Because we're going to actually talk. Like, I had in my mind, when I saw this, I'm like, I can't wait to, to talk about this. Having to wait, and I even was going to text you about it when knowing that you guys saw it. Um, but then I'm like, no, we'll just wait till we record to actually, instead of wasting all of our good chatter over text messages. But the moment I got out of that, that movie, I'm like, I need to talk about this. Yeah. There are so many great things. One sliver of a thing that I didn't like, but even then I thought it was awesome. And we can't do that without talking yes. immensely about the plot of this movie. Yeah. So there is your long me winded spoiler of if you haven't long seen the me movie. me winded. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fuck off, Josh. I hope you choke on coffee again. 
We're going to be talking about this movie and ruining the plot. So if you haven't seen it yet, then, you know, stop listening or jump forward or listen anyway and be disappointed that you haven't seen it yet. Although I think Those are your choices. a lot of people have gone and, and I've, seen it. I, if, if people who are listening to this podcast have not seen this movie yet. Pause it. Go see the go movie. See, and then come back and listen to it. Yeah, right now. <laughs> well, I mean, on Friday alone, it made uh, $56 million. Wow. Um, over the, the the weekend so far, it's looked like it's another uh, 138 to $140 dollars um, And that's kind of including Thursday that had like $17 million as well. Internationally, it's looking like there's another $170 million. This is going to probably, when everything's said and done, opening weekend be a $400 million opening yeah. weekend. Killed it. Like, I now know, well, I always knew why they already had pre-announced we're going to make a three anyways, like, get mm-hmm. that uh, in the books. But there was no need, like, any doubt that this wouldn't be great. Right. Fact, oh, yeah. I've had some, a lot of my friends went and saw it, like, right when it opened, too, and I actually found out Derek went the same theater that I was oh, in yeah. the That's Thursday so night. <laughs> And he goes, how did how did you not hear me laugh? I go, how did you not hear me laugh? But then again, everyone was laughing in the theater. Right. That it's kind of hard. It drowns out single people's that, laughter. That was the great thing about this, too, is it wasn't like... Nobody had any doubts. No, like, you literally... Everyone expected it to be good and it totally lived up to those expectations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. F- from the opening scene of... Having Baby Groot kind of just oh dancing God. while in the background, so awesome. like I didn't know what to focus on. Yeah, Baby Groot dancing or the background shit that's happening. I know. Yeah, you co- you totally and couldn't figure it. I'll out. I'll tell you this way. too. First time in my life, the trailers did not spoil this movie at all. No, right. Because no. that giant uh, like Ego? what? No, 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 no the, the giant monster. monster at the beginning. Oh, yep, yep. I thought was. Towards the end, right, like it was which is going to be part battle. of it, yeah, yeah. part yeah. of an invasion with someone else coming in, and that was like the precursor to it. That was the first fucking opening scene, yeah, like, yeah. And it was funny, and I thought for sure, like, okay, so Baby Groot is fucking adorable, right? Yeah. And, but we all kind of said, well, oh, that he's adorable, and that's why they're using him because. Mm. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. He's the draw. And I thought for sure that, like, that whole elongated scene, I would hear so many people saying, it, like, why? Like, why? That was just for people who were there to see Baby Groot, and that's it. But it, that's not what it happened. Everybody loved it. Yeah. Well, yeah. even I loved it, and even though I knew it was kind of, like, you know, panning to the cuteness of it all, it was an opening credit scene. Yeah. So it wasn't And it totally too lived bad. up to the last one, which was uh, Scott... Pruitt, right? Is that his name? Scott Pruitt. The, what's the name of the guy that that does Star Lord? <laughs> Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> Who the hell's Scott Pruitt? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They both have a last name that start with P. <laughs> <laughs> one guy's completely made up. <laughs> You like decide that, which I one. I feel like that is a person's it name. It is a person's name. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's the administrator of the EPA. <laughs> <laughs> We've listened to too much NPR. <laughs> anyway, Chris Pratt in the first one was dancing through the Scott opening Pruitt? scene. Yes. Head of the EPA? Have you heard of me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little uh, name drop for you there, Scott Pruitt. <laughs> <laughs> only, really... only this podcast can bring together governmental agencies. 
and comic book You really movies. made it now, Scott Pruitt. <laughs> so, yes. Okay, I anyway, see what you're saying, though. Star-Lord was dancing in yeah, the opening that, credits so of the first movie. Baby Groot dancing in yes. this one. I lo- what I really loved about the opening dance scene, though, is when he stops dancing and just starts attacking those little like, oh, alien yeah. rats. <laughs> <laughs> just for no reason. Like, they just looked at him weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you guys? Do you guys know where Baby Groot like originated in like comic book no. form? In the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Guardian so Galaxy smart. number three in like 2008 was when they kind of had the concept of a Baby Groot. Was but it I'm, a Scotty Young cover? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but it like it within it though was the first time that they had kind of talked about uh him growing from being a miniature but uh, from the proportions to a, a you know a full grown grown gr- full grown Groot however it's <laughs> hard to say full yeah. grown Groot however they also the first time that we we got the concept of him regrowing was in uh Annihilation Conquest Star-Lord number 3 and like I've always said I used to love to death uh, Guardians of the Galaxy back in this you know run of the Annihilation War and everything because it was just so good but the back then he looked like a miniature adult Groot mm. where now Baby Groot looks like a Scotty Young Baby Groot right. and right. So it looks back, like a Funko doll ex- yeah it, it totally like I yeah. feel like they did that a little bit on purpose yeah, and yeah. so, like, back in the day, though, imagine how tall Groot or big Groot looked. Yeah. Just miniaturize him to, like, twig stick figure type. Oh, that's yeah. not as endearing. No, no, and, and that's where you get the concept that he can grow back. Full-on baby Groot has got his origins back to Groot number four um, at the end of it when we see that he then is now turned into a full-on baby. Yeah. So. Just... Adorable. I love so in So it's more of a reincarnation and that was like actually in 2015 when that one came out. Mm-hmm. So knowing full well what they're going to probably do with the movie, once again, got to fuck over with my comics and turn them to, which I have no problem with baby group being a cute baby, but the other group was just a miniaturized badass group. Yeah. Now it seems like it's taken his mindset to being kind of more childish baby doesn't understand the difference between buttons which works <laughs> great I, f- I feel like adult Groot would have had an issue with that too though with no, adult Groot's adult Groot is very very smart like really? in the, in the yeah. comic well, books well in the comic books but I'm talking about with the movies oh even the movies are you too, talking he's... about that scene in the first movie where he's drinking the water out of the there's fountain that. and, and yeah. rockets like don't drink out of there that's disgusting oh, there's that <laughs> there was a few different places where like he trashes he he just extends out his arm and like grabs a whole bunch of bad guys and thrashes them all about around that, like what, you really be viciously doing the bad guys? yeah but then but then like as soon as he's done he turns towards the camera and just smiles really big <laughs> and he just kind of had this dopey okay, look okay they made him great. a little childlike yeah. more in the movie that's that's what I mean it's like he seemed like he was kind of childlike he's definitely more so in this right yeah, yeah but, that's for sure I I liked how this movie. I like how we haven't even gotten past the first opening well, credits. Well, so I'm going <laughs> to move, about I'm gonna move past great. the opening credits, but it's still baby group focused. <laughs> but I liked how they faced the idea that he was, like, super cute in this movie, like, head on by mm-hmm. making it so the rat, like, when the Ravagers took uh, Rocket and yeah. Groot and... Yondu. 
Yeah, yeah, and they locked up Rocket and Yandu, and they were like, well, you want us to smash the the twig? And he was like, no, he's too cute. Go get the tailor. Yeah. And they made him a little Ravagers outfit, and he was, like, dancing for him and stuff because he was just so adorable that they couldn't. It was really sad, too, It was super they were sad. forcing him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was really well done. Yes. And I also liked, um, in the post-credits scene... Uh, seeing him as a teenager, I knew, I could see that coming from a mile away because I was really oh, I, did too, I was really hopeful that we would end up getting back to an adult group. Yeah, that was point. a perfect. Just the small scene yeah. showed you okay the transition from now to the next movie. He's growing. Yeah, yes. and him being a yeah teenager, teenager was yeah. kind of and they kind of gave him like voice cracking. Oh yeah, too. <laughs> It's true, they did do that. And his, his roots are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's playing on like some sort of handheld device. Yes. It was perfect. Yeah. That is, oh my God, I perfect just, teenager. I just looked right over at Connor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we've gotten all the Groot out of our system. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some other important stuff that happened in this movie. Oh, well, I mean... I want to focus on the comedy, but even then, there's so many good things that we'll just mention while we're talking about other parts. Yes. So let's, let's talk about Chris Pratt, or okay. Scott Pruitt, and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and his wanting to save the world. His character, all the characters, they all have their unique dynamics, but his love story was not forced, but was there throughout the entire mm-hmm. movie that made... It, it was a welcoming... It was the first time where I was like, okay, I like where this story is going for him to kind of fall for Gamora. Mm-hmm. Where normally I'd be like, that shoehorned in to, you know, sell tickets to the love story triangle. No, it was perfect because she was just like, no, there's nothing there. Fuck you. Yeah. But it, it was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which then made you think at the end when, you know, they finally professed what was not, what was not talked about. <laughs> and... <laughs> Best line of the whole movie when you think throughout the movie. Actually, no, let's step back a bit. Drax is fucking hilarious. Yeah, oh my this god, this was a really good movie. For he him. he outshined. I think almost him and Mantis both had the best lines. Yeah, because of oh Drax, who who just is like says things just straight laced. Yeah, and then she even kind of doesn't understand half the shit. Like, she's very socially The, the minute inept, she popped inept, up on yeah. and like they're sitting around the fire and she's like trying to smile at him and yeah. he's like, what are you doing with your face? <laughs> she's giving him like that. I don't even... The, yeah, like she's trying to smile. The toothy, awkward smile like when something smells but you're trying to smile through it. <laughs> well, that is, it was a great dynamic between but, them. But I like, I'm learning I'm a pet. And I'm ugly. Yes. yes. <laughs> You're hideous. You are hideous. <laughs> but it's like, okay because you are beautiful on the inside or whatever. No, no, no. That was the last, that was the line at the end was, yeah. and uh, you kind of gave it away because I was going to talk more about the relationship going in, but at the end when he goes, you are beautiful, and you think, oh, they've, on the inside. Like, yes. That's, that's, what, that's what you tell ugly people, like. Well, it's, it's when he when he tells her she's hideous. He's like, but that's okay because that's how you know people really care about that's you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Attractive people are <laughs> don't know who to trust. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. It was, uh, yeah, that was a really good dynamic. I really liked, um, they had a lot of different stories to tell with this. Um, like, dramatic stories. There was the whole story between Gamora and, I can't think of her name. Nebula. Sister, Nebula. Nebula. Um, yes. They did a great job with that. I mean, and that was necessary to bring Nebula in for yeah. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, so they got them together. Well, and, and that felt and really page. organic, too, of how, like, because I was like, how is she going to be a team player on this? Right. How is she going to? She tried to kill them all, mm-hmm. and yet she still wanted to kill them all. Right. But there was a touching moment where you find out, oh, damn, like, she's, every, you know, time she lost a battle, because Gamora had to be better, mm-hmm. Thanos, like, like I would probably want to... a part of her body. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably yeah. want to kill my brother, too, if yeah. he was just being him normally, not realizing, though, that I'm suffering every time that we lose. Yeah. Right. And then uh, there's that, and then there's the uh, Rocket and uh, Yondu, like that, that, that kindred spirit that they had about being unwanted and, and or dealing with being unwanted, but then sort of having this family. Right. You know, coming to terms with that. They did a really good job of cramming all of these different dramatic stories right. they into built, this. There's a lot of characters in this movie, but yeah. they they focused enough on all of them where it wasn't just a movie about Star-Lord. Yeah. It wasn't just his story. It really was a story about yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And if you, like, I kept going back to um, Avengers, Age of Ultron, where they just really forced all that character development into that movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and this, I wish they had done this with that movie, you know, where, like, they really just didn't force it. They just found this really good vibe yeah. to it. Right. Anyway. Uh, well, one of, one of my... the It's an Easter egg, but not really an Easter egg because it was in plain sight, but you had to have read the comic books to understand it. You do know that everything that we know about these Guardians of the Galaxy now yeah. aren't the original Guardians of the right. Galaxy. That was a other comic book with different characters, mm-hmm. but they just rehashed the name. Mm-hmm. That those characters were all in there, because that was in the first movie. I'm like, Yandu can't be with this group, because he's in the way future, right. fighting the Badoon and everything, and not in this like timeline. But then in this movie, you see that that is his group, and they they didn't go by the Guardians then, but that they all were Ravagers, and at mm-hmm. the end they kind of like got to get the team back together. So you're talking about when Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. that that group that he yeah the original Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy that he was his, yeah all, every yeah. single one of those was uh, part of that, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. like when he when he was when I saw the the um, his suit, and I was like, okay, I see where it's going, and then the the Crystal Light guy, like yeah. I was like, oh, Crystal Light, Crystal Light. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, the crystal. thinking everything I say is not real words. <laughs> the, cr- the Crystal, crystal Light, Light guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, I it's a really weird plug for Crystal Light right in the middle of the movie. Well, and they don't, so they don't mention any of their names, like from the comic book. So they don't come out and say that Sylvester Stallone was Starhawk. Yeah. But if you know the comics... Well, I think they, they call them something, which I, I can't it remember. It was like Starlack? Yeah. Or something which, like if that? So I was like thinking, like, they didn't say it, but like I was like, I don't think that was what his true right. original name is, but it was close enough. Mm-hmm. Did you know one of those last people in the end of the credits that played uh, 
mainframe, I believe. Oh, are you talking about the Miley Cyrus cam- yeah. cameo? Like, what Miley the fuck? Cyrus? Yeah, yeah. I did not realize that mainframe, was her. Mainframe, the little robot thing, right? The mm-hmm. little floating head robot. It was her voice, obviously. She's not a floating robot that I know of. I'm trying to remember this floating robot. So at the end, when they bring together the original Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. you have Sylvester Stallone's character, you mm-hmm. have the guy who looks like Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> you have the um, Asian woman. Yeah. Um, and one of them was a floating head robot. Yeah, one of them okay. was just like a little... It almost like looked like a the type of robot you would have as a sidekick mm-hmm. t- sort of thing. It looked like Synergy from Gem and the Holograms, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I don't it, remember that, but okay. It had like... I mean, that was just a brief quick... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's but, kind of funny that they... Just threw her in there. Yeah, I. Who knows why? But I'll even say though, even we're skipping the main meat of the plot. Yes. Yeah. And really, kind of spoiling a lot more shit from the main plot. But I have to say that 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 funeral. Holy cow! That kind of Mm -hmm. had a few, you know, tears welling up in my eyes. That was like sad and amazing, and you know that they all came and. That Yandu is his daddy. Yeah, that yeah. was I, that. It was. <laughs> it did a really good job. Of it pulling was the heartstrings. It did. Well, that's the thing. Though. This whole this was a father son movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Spider's gripe. Real father was a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we the gripe that I had was when I heard that ego that um, was going to be in the movie. I'm like, okay, how are you going to have a giant fucking planet? Not realizing though at the time that yes, he has made a synthetic person to go around. I just remembered the Drax line. He's a planet. He would squish her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's what we all said. Yeah. <laughs> and so that that even was like, okay, that's been canon before and that could be good, but like, what does Ego have to do with, with him? Mm-hmm. And I was not quite happy that they took away from the Spartax uh, right. empire to make him who he is. But then in the scope of the movie, it was actually pretty sweet. And it kind of, it didn't, I hate using the word retcon when I can't think of a true word to say, but it helped self-explain what happened in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie of how he could hold a uh, infinity gem. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he is God, mm-hmm. uh, has God you know, going through him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lowercase G. Yeah, as long depending, as, depending yeah. on the day. Yeah, <laughs> as long as the planet was there. So I was like, so they can explain why he was a god then, not knowing it. He has God powers now, and then at the end of the movie, it's, it's gone. back to yeah. it's gone. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was perfect for the plot, and I kind of said, you know what, different different story then you know it doesn't need to be the same as the comic books yeah as long as the comic books don't go and start right taking this which i yeah i've given up on guardians for a while but i almost feel like i need to get back in yeah. just to see if i'm proven right mm-hmm. which i want to be proven wrong so much but i have a feeling that we're going to be seeing ego out there being like i'm star lord's father have you heard of him or something <laughs> well now he Shouldn't he be dead? Didn't they kill him at the end? No, they did in the movie, but yeah. not in the comic. You don't, you don't really so, know. So in the comic yeah. book, Star Lord's dad is yeah. Jason, yep. who is king of the Spartax. 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 Yep. Okay. Which I can see why they wouldn't want to do that in a movie, because then you're introducing a whole nother huge. It's a huge storyline, especially because yeah. Jason's a huge dick. 
his dad's dicks no matter what universe he's in. <laughs> but it, it it is definitely he's not a celestial. He's an ancient one. No, well, he's just a powerful. Yeah, he's part of some sort of. Yeah, different race. Yeah. yeah. And like a, a leader, they always come together. I know because in Infinity Gauntlet, he was part of the whole thing where the bunch of important people from all over the universe came together, the tribunal or something. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was, but the the thing that I really loved about this movie is, and I'm starting to realize that the last movie was kind of about this too. It's it's totally about family. Yeah. It's about family, but it's about you know family that's not. Your bloodline, right? You know, it's about friends coming together and becoming family, yeah. which is it's it's an important thing in my life. It speaks a lot to right. Was it Drax that said know. something of like you know, but these are are you know I would not leave anyone behind because these are because we are all family, except for maybe you. Like yeah, when he looks at Nebula, Nebula. <laughs> who is the only person yeah. that biologically has a family member yeah. there, which yeah. is really ironic in that yeah. sense. <laughs> Um, yeah, but as you said, family, getting to the point of uh, Ego being his dad, it made sense in the story, and especially then when you find out the horrors that happened. Oh, my God. And then when you find out, too, why Yondu did the good thing. Right. And, like, it wasn't just because he was small and could fit in holes and do some thieving. Right. You're like, Yondu was a really good person, which you always... I knew that story arc was going to happen. On the 100th kid, he wised up to it a little bit. (laughs) So let's not give him too much credit here. But even then, like, Ego was a fucking dick. Yeah. And I, at first, was also a little pissed because I'm like, he's not a celestial. But you know what? I love that they introduced that so Mm -hmm. that people are going on the internet and saying, what are celestials? What are celestials? You know, and you start get, you're starting to see a big, like, more universe spanning, which Guardians is the only movie so far that has done that. Everything Gone else is space. Right? Yeah, it's still yeah. based on Earth, and they need to. I guess Thor is going to be the next one um, with Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok and having the Grandmaster there, which is gonna be great because you need to have more of those elements. Did you, did you see him in the credits? The Grandmaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a picture of him. Yeah, it shows Elise like, dancing. I, yeah, I yeah. kind of was like, that was yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Weird, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Well, and they, so very briefly in the movie, they, when, when Ego boops Star-Lord on the forehead and his eyes turn all. Galactically. uh, Yeah. Yeah. He, he says, he asks him what that is and Ego says eternity. Which oh, yeah, you, when he said that, yeah. If you don't know anything about the Marvel comics, you're just like, oh, that's eternity in the broad sense of the word. But eternity is an actual celestial being in Marvel Universe. Okay. Who looks a lot like the way his Stars. eyes were. Okay. It's just this giant humanoid-shaped thing that looks like a bunch of stars smushed together. <laughs> so they're, I think they're going to move more into talking. Well, they have to. They have to talk about the Celestials if they're going to do the Infinity Gauntlet. It isn't, don't we need those for that whole storyline if we're, they're going to do it properly? No. No? You don't think so? No, they didn't have anything. Like, it, it's, Ego did more to accentuate the point of like before when the universe was formed and there were Celestials there. But it, like beyond even needing that, though, Celestials weren't involved... That they just said Celestials, though, explains so much, and it sucks that Apocalypse can't explain where his technology came from. 
because that's Fox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fuck you, Fox, for ruining <laughs> a lot Although, of shit. the Watchers, originally oh, a Fantastic Four. Yeah. Originally, yeah. And now it's Marvel's got their hands back on it, so what does that mean for the future? Hey, you know what, though? But, no, the thing is, though, is that cameo was just that a cameo. Right. They didn't use them at all. They didn't say what they were. That's true. But you fucking knew what they were, so yeah. I'm sure Fox could probably say something, but then Marvel could honestly say, though, that's not just, they've that's shown up in every big event. Right. And I think that's how they could do it. But that was just a great cameo. That was, like, the best one. Yeah. I think. And, and I just love seeing the watches. Yeah. I'm like, I know, they, they look great. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They looked really good. Um, <clears throat> okay, so, we're just gonna leave that one spoiler yeah. free. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk about Aisha and what her being in the movie means for the future, specifically the end scene where it shows her creating the person we need for ongoing movies. What what about her? Well, Aisha in the comic books. Is essential in the creation of Adam Warlock. Oh, that's right. As that. she is yep. in the movie. Yep. Essential. So, <laughs> so they yeah, stuck to that canon real hard, which yeah. is nice. She was part of the Enclave, and now here's the thing: uh, they were creating a being known as him, mm-hmm. and they also created a being known as her, but then became Adam. And what was interesting about this is that's all based on Earth when it was made, but then he becomes a space faring, you know, wizard, warlock, uh, savior of the universe. Right. It is interesting, especially when they started talking about how they genetically make themselves at the beginning. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> I am I have a feeling. Yeah. And especially because of the way they looked, because that's how Adam looks is kind of goldish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. I hope he has a great That's, '70s blonde fro though. I gotta say, <laughs> I gotta say that was one thing. Like when we were watching it, that I was kind of like, ah, they really should have commented commented on this. Was the fact that like they're there, they're like they're expecting payment for having defeated that beast, and she has to give this whole speech about how they have children. Yeah. You know, and nobody really said anything about <laughs> the fact that. Why do we care? We just need to get paid. Right. Know? Well, I, I thought it was kind of to set up uh, um, Star-Lord to to yeah, kind of be like, I, I can help you out with the old ways. And yeah, stuff. doing and, research and, on the and old And having her, having her kind of be like, ooh, because that's the way they've kind of made him as like a, you know, sexy mm-hmm. person of the universe to where that's where I didn't even think that they were going to play into the rest of the movie. I just thought that was going to be one of many girls that kind of like, fall for him right mm. nope i like so, so because of that i was not even expecting like i said adam at the end of this as well especially because a lot of people thought that that he was, was in the, the first one yes and that's what i was gonna say when the collector when his area gets yeah. blown up and they show him at the end with cosmo and howard the duck and in the background there's a pod mm. in one of his little containment things and everyone assumed that was Adam because everyone knew Adam Warlock was created and birthed out of this pod thing. Yeah. So everyone assumed that was him and everyone got really excited. So that wasn't him. It was just maybe something to throw us off, maybe. I they probably or, didn't really have a plan. Yeah, or you it was know, just left, a pod. They, they left themselves yeah. open. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder well I hope they do kind of maybe 
go back to that to explain what the, maybe it was some other creature that they can fight in the third one. Mm-hmm. But it kind of was obvious that there was something in there that escaped. What was it? Right. Who knows? I don't know. Either, either way. Great movie. Amazing. Such a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's just such a good movie. I even liked the, like when they got well when they're forming the giant. Uh, when they had the superpowers, when when Starlord had superpowers down there, yeah, and uh, oh god, yeah, and when they're forming like the giant rock like creations around them, yeah, Ego was doing like the, a giant rock version of himself, yeah, and, and then you and think that you he's think, doing that, and then nope, Pac Man, giant yeah, it's those things that made the, the we could talk on end of all the things. Like I said, the one that was disappointed at first was the way his father was, but then finding out how it was, which set it up even better for Yandu and everything that he did. Mm-hmm. It just, it everything of that movie just clicked. What clicked even better was I knew going into this movie that they were going to have to somehow upgrade from a tape deck. I was thinking a CD yeah. player, yeah, but I'm like, they're going to have to skip a little bit more than a CD player. I'm feeling that he might have heard of a CD player. What could be something that, for him not being on Earth, will yeah. think is mind-blowing? I'm like, so they're probably going to get, like, an op- iPad 1, like, the first mm-hmm. one, which to us will be like, God, that looks so ancient. Yeah. But to it's him will be, like, everything. Yeah. No, it was even better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Zune. That Zune. had me... That's what... I love it how he says, this is what people on Earth are listening to now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It can 300 line. songs. <laughs> oh 300 my God. songs. It's, it's got... Yeah. And that Yandu found it randomly at some, like, yeah. rummage sale in the universe that I'm like, okay, now they can do a few more songs from a different era. They have a lot more that they can use on the mixtape without mm-hmm. having it to be a mixtape that that i feel is like the biggest piece of memorabilia from the the movie yeah and i kind of wish that i had one that i could sell on ebay be like <laughs> buy your own guardian of the galaxy 2 yeah. memorabilia only a thousand dollars i know i was just thinking that's gonna just be the next like hipster thing just like the, just like the prop in it this is exact replica. <laughs> it has three hundred songs. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I, I I can't guarantee it because there's no way Microsoft would start making them again. But I could see them doing a promotion, handing them out with three hundred songs preloaded that yeah. they have for the music. I there. feel like the Zune came and went fast enough that there is probably an unused backstock of them somewhere <laughs> yeah. that Microsoft just never released. I know someone that has one. Yeah. Actually, I know three people that have them. <laughs> Two of them are family members. Do they still use it? No, fuck it. Oh. No, okay. I know that they had them. They okay. probably got rid of them a long time ago. But when <laughs> I don't they know did, they would be supported anymore. Well, yeah. at the time though, I was thinking that I was going to jump on that ship because I don't like Macintosh, like how stuck in you are of having to use iTunes. Where, oh, yeah. Where the Zune, you could just kind of plug it in your computer and drag and drop and stuff. Yeah. And right. I thought that was going to be the way to go. I guess yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> well, you just need to go into space, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Which we all know Tony would love to do anyway. I would. All right, so anything else you want to say about this I will say this. Movie? The one thing that I keep coming back to, it's kind of a sad thing, but the one thing I keep coming back to, like this moment that was like a little gut-wrenching in there, was when um, Ego was like collapsing everything on everybody like he was winning uh-huh. there's Moni's winning and baby Groot 
is running through trying to get the bomb to the center yeah, yeah. and and he's getting crushed and he and there's just this moment where he like there's this tear that rolls down his cheek and he gives like this baby cry Aww. and it just sticks with you really it really stuck with that, me. i don't even remember that the thing that kills me in that movie is when ego was like i put that tumor in your mother's head and oh I was my like, god what? that yeah why did you fuck i love i love that i loved his just immediately it took him out God. of it and he just started shooting. I was the like, shit kill him, him right now. Yes. <laughs> that was so great. I loved it. I loved what they did with that. I'm Mary Poppins! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Is he is he cool? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes yeah. he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to quote that movie for days. I, I can't wait till more people see it so I can start saying some shit on Facebook, but I'm being really good. Yes. The only thing that I said was the movie was awesome, beautiful, inside yeah. and out, which if people have seen it would kind of get that reference from Yes. Oh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm quite happy about that. Yes, me quite, too. Quite upset about one other thing that I truly love. Oh, Okay. It's the Inhumans. Oh, yeah. Casting call for that looked amazing. Yeah. Everyone that was getting, you know, for a different position seemed like they're going to fit the role. And we get our first glimpse at the royal family. Yeah, the royal Adams family. Yes. <laughs> if this is anything that, that we're going to be getting uh, from the the show... I'm going to be highly disappointed. Yes. It, it like, oh, it, uh, the biggest thing that there's been many people I talk about, Medusa's hair. Oh, Medusa's $5 wig? Yes. That one? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Medusa, you mean Morticia? Yeah, yeah, if you turn that wig black, it would, she, just the stance that she's holding. I mean, I do feel like they were kind of maybe trying to go for that, but they all look, constipated they do and and i know like a picture doesn't like mean that's what the movie's gonna be however it really is kind of your first selling point yeah of this and i i, I was i was okay with chris like crystal i think looks like crystal and she's the only one who's kind of smiling in the picture um medusa is the most disappointing though like that hair is just there's no way she would go out in public with her hair looking like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's completely flat and motionless. Like, and I feel like if you're selling Medusa in a print ad, you want to have something going on with that hair. Like, it's not hard to attach some wire to a wig and make your hair, like, have little tendrils that are just kind of sticking out from behind other people. Like, how hard is it on a picture to manipulate that? It's not. It's not. It's not. It's and that's, not. like, her one thing. Is her hair? So, yeah. I've already heard though that they are not going to be really putting a lot of CGI or anything into the powers. I thought you were going to say I already heard that they're canceled. <laughs> they probably are going <laughs> based to based on this picture alone. Yeah. It's For everything that Marvel has done, this is one of those that I've been looking forward to almost the most as yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. And what I am very disappointed to hear is the dipshit that was the showrunner on the Iron Fist series that oh. fucked that up. Scott Buck is attached to this. Mm. Okay. He's the one that says that they don't really have plans to, to do big, you know... Then why do it? 
CG. Yeah, you need to show their powers. That's part of who they are. Yes, they are a little more regal and they do a little more Game of Thrones behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you don't show how powerful they are, that they don't need that power to get their way, that they could use it at any moment, but they rather use diplomacy or stealth or anything, mm -hmm. you don't really have who they are. And I, I have now this guy is like, for only for what he did for Iron Fist. Yeah. But even hearing what's going on with this. If that's the way that you think her hair should look, like, it does look so terrible. It does. She would not win a cosplay Like, contest. you have better natural red hair than, than <laughs> she does. <laughs> that's funny, because I'm not a redhead, really. Yeah, no. Everyone thinks I am, though. That's the trick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Convince us. You sell it like it's real, and hers mm -hmm. does not look real. Mm -hmm. um, the one plus side that we kind of discovered is that um, Black Bolt... They, they're talking about him using sign language in the show, which we all kind of came to a consensus that that might be a good thing. If it's true sign language so that people who uh, read sign language, like, it'd be a show that has some predominantly you signing in it. Yeah. However, I feel like it's going to be Made a up. alien type sign language to where he can kind of twiddle his fingers any which way because I doubt they're going to teach him real sign language. Right. I doubt. The sign language is not hard to learn. I learned I I remember when I was in high school, I learned I memorized the entire American Sign Language Dictionary. It might have been like a pocket sized version, but Probably. nonetheless it was like all the letters and then a whole bunch of words in a weekend to impress a girl. Wow. I memorized the whole thing. So it's it's not that hard. Right. But, you know. True, but I think the acting with it yes. and how it comes across because you could sign, You could, there's people that are up at, like, you know, speakers that sign. Even there's people within TV shows that when you find out, like, a Law & Order type drama where someone's deaf and they predominantly show the interpreter doing things, but those are only for some a few scenes. Yeah. And that's only for, like, an episode. This whole series, he's going to be talking, with, you know, with his hands right. a lot more than just those scenes. I don't. I see them taking shortcuts. Well, mm. I can tell you that they're not using American Sign Language, and here's the reason why: because he's not from Earth, so he wouldn't know American oh, Sign Language. Oh yes, I, didn't, I guess. <laughs> but they've lived here for so, millions of here's years. Here's my here's, language. here's my <laughs> argument. Here's my argument for that. So are they not going to be speaking English in the yeah. show? Are they going to? Is it going to be subtitled? Yeah, exactly. Plus, so, they're so advanced in a race that you'd feel that they would. Yeah. But then again, this goes back to the originality of Medusa could interpret yeah. his emotions, and then you find out that there's the mind link that he, she really could. That was a great dynamic because other people couldn't know what he's saying, but they also just knew why, by his emotion, by how he looked. Mm -hmm. People just knew. They obeyed. They did. With him well, not also, even having to say a word. <laughs> I was more like, please don't say a word. Please don't yeah. yell at me. And that I'll do whatever you want. To, please don't yell at me. <laughs> goes to how much power he has mm -hmm. by being able to utter a single word. That if they don't, sh they're going to have it in the last episode. I guarantee you. They're going to have the whole time where they're going to be like, he can't speak because it's just so terrible if he ever does. And then it's going to finally be the last episode where he's going to have to say something like help or something. Yeah. And, blows down a building god why am i hating this so much now well you gotta why, give it a chance i guess maybe you have me look at this picture <laughs> sorry i knew you wanted to see it i can't wait though till like some 
Beast gets on the team, and then it's cousin It, and <laughs> it really does look like the Adams family. But okay, so let's talk about the Defenders trailer real okay. quick. Um, you saw it, yes, you saw it, Josh. Yes. I know you did, Tony. You saw it too. Guess guess what, what my thoughts are? Yeah, because of a certain because <laughs> of a certain person. Oh, is, is that somebody's phone? <laughs> Fuck off. That's somebody's. <laughs> so, but. Oh, Zordon, you want me to talk finally about the movie that came out weeks ago that I haven't talked about? I like how we spent, like, you know, a half an hour talking about a movie we all saw just, two, you know, two days ago. Yeah. And Tony didn't has yet to talk about the movie that he was super geeked about for months on end. Which has led me to not see it, because I figured, eh, it must not be worth it. All right, back to the Defenders trailer. Yes. Thoughts. What are your thoughts on the... I dug it. Yeah. I dug it. I think that it looks good. I don't yeah. have any problems. Danny Rand is still going to be an issue. He's going to be the thorn in the sh- in the side of the show. Yeah. The, the whole, like, you know, when when Luke looks at him like, Iron Fist? And he's like, yeah, I'm the Iron Fist. I'm the immortal Iron Fist. Yeah, like, yeah, he, he just comes across so stupid. Yeah. I agree. So yeah. unless they can, unless they can bring that chemistry between Luke and Danny that makes mm. that team up so great, I don't think that. His I really character... get the feeling like they'll find that. I hope so. Yeah. Because right now Danny Rand is just a creepy rich stalker guy with a glowy hand. Yeah. As soon as, for me though, like when the trailer kicks off and you see Misty Knight sitting there with um, Jessica, Jessica and and then. Um, Matt shows up. Matt shows up. Yeah. Like just walks in. Like I'm her lawyer. That for me, I was like, yes, ah, <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. I, that's the thing though. Daredevil is the best thing about all that. Yeah, I, Daredevil and I really like Luke Cage and, and oh, and I really like Jessica yeah. Jones. So those three yeah. are the best yeah. thing about the group. Well, yeah. we got you know we, we basically got... everybody besides <laughs> Danny Rand. <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see how they bring it together. And I, I have optimism for it. I think it'll be good. And I, the very brief shot that they gave of the hallway fight scene, yeah. where they were jumping over each other to mm-hmm. do that forward-facing shot, I thought that reminded me a lot of Daredevil. So I'm hoping that whoever is doing the Defenders is more along the lines of the the way Daredevil shows are ran. Yeah. So, which has been the most popular, probably yes, of all. It of them. has been. They're they're beautifully filmed. Yeah. Those, that show is so. I like the one joke where, um, I think it was Jessica Jones said he looked ridiculous because he was doing an improvised mask. Oh, and he said it's your scarf. It's your scarf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I look forward to it. I think it's. I think it's going to be. Good. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be pessimistic going into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I can be, you know, surprised. There we go. Yeah. Wise words of the 14-year-old, Connor. If you think you're going to hate something before you watch it, you're never going to be disappointed, but you might be surprised. <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> that should have been the quote. <laughs> yeah. I did the quote early. That's the quote. Yeah. Yeah, booze in a book. Con- I do a booze in a book. Booze in a book this week. So our friend, friend, homeboy, local boy, done good, Jim Toe, as everyone knows, we've talked about this before, uh, got invited to come be the artist on the comic book Youngblood. And Youngblood, number one, came out this week, written by Chad Bowers, art by Jim Toe. And I'm pairing this book this week with 
blood orange honey wheat beer from Sheboygan Brewing Company because this beer is probably the best thing that's ever come out of Sheboygan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's tasty and it's, it tries real hard to be good. And Jim, this is sound going to sound terrible, but I don't mean it to sound terrible. Jim has a very distinct style that I was unsure would work well for an ongoing series with so many characters. And so many pouches. <laughs> right. He is, he has, his style is very distinct. So I was worried that it wasn't going to come across as being like distinct characters or add a whole lot to, to the story, just based on what I know of his style. He has done an excellent job in this book. Yeah, he's He a- has definitely grown as an artist and made these characters unique individuals. So... Mm-hmm. Two things that maybe you didn't have high expectations for, I guess. Yes. And that sounds terrible because Jim is a great artist. So I don't yeah. want to think Jim, that I'm Jim, saying, Jim, Jim, you're really shitty and you did a good job. Jim is much better than Sheboygan. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry for the comparison there. <laughs> no, I, you know, I love his artwork. Yes. I have it up at, at home. But you and, come to expect a certain, yeah. a certain thing from him. and. I have come to expect a certain thing from the town of Sheboygan, having lived up there. And while I expect better things out of Jim than I do out of the town of Sheboygan, both of these things have blown away my expectations, I guess, is the whole point to it. This is an awesome review. (laughs) I feel like I can't, like, tell him I talked about it now. It sounds like I'm trying to insult him. No, we love the book. It was was awesome. And there is is two stories in this book. There's a a couple page story in the back that is written by Rob Liefeld with Jim also on the art. So everyone pick it up. It's, it's great. It's, it, it's reminiscent of the original without being like a complete rehash. You know what I mean? Mm. So there you go. It's booze in the book this week. All right. Well, <laughs> terrible booze in the book this week. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> well, as we are way over our, our mark, which time doesn't really matter to us though. No. Um, Yeah, that's the end of the podcast. Stay thirsty for lower expectations.